This morning we're going to begin with chanting. We do this regularly, morning and evening. But it's a part of the process of cultivation, Chitta Bhavana, cultivation of heart, awareness, intelligence, sensitivity, receptivity. <laughs> and uh, this is particularly clear with uh, chanting because it's not really about processing information which is one aspect of your mind is about thinking things through organizing things and in the future adding things up uh, another aspect which is about receiving sensitivity feeling things and all this occurs in the general area we might call awareness or is sensitive, or is receptive, or is affected, or is holding or sensitive to the whole picture of various elements moving around in it. So in chanting, this is particularly the case, we have to we bring up a sound through the body, send it out, at the same time we're listening to our own voice, the sound itself and to the voices of others until so they come into harmony. And you experience the sense of harmony, and a certain uplift occurs. Very fundamental. That's why we enjoy music. Yeah. And uh, being together, we're in harmony, is uh, one of the beautiful occasions of being human. Just natural. It's as if the jitta, the heart, mind seeks that sense of harmony very fundamentally in order to feel comfortable in the environment we're in. If we're in a situation, an environment where you feel discord, not fitting, uh, uncomfortable, can't be who I am, then there's always a sense hardness, agitation, unsettledness. And often in the daily life there's a lot of that ego clashing. Mine. This is mine. Get out of my way. I'm first. I'm doing my thing. Don't bother me. Well, you do this, you do that. Just this kind of very uh, not seeking harmony in the first place, you seek domination. Human beings, unfortunately, are like that. We don't arrive at harmony, we don't seek harmony, we seek control, domination. So, harmony is very significant. Now, we, clearly, harmony is both an emotional sense. It's a psychological sense, but primarily it's a sound and resonances meet until when they meet, voices become one. There's no my voice, your voice, who's better, who's louder, who's sweeter, who's stronger. This is the voice. Oh, that's lovely. 
meaning the voice. No boundaries, no edges, no divisions. Uh, so this is a lovely way to to uh, cultivate in a day, even if you're on your own. Then there's still a harmonizing with one's own body. Because again, this model of domination is something we human beings tend to enact upon their own bodies and their own systems. They push them. We push them to get places. We push them to be like this. We force them to be like that. We suppress them from feeling what they're feeling. And so this has this, this effect, uh, has a damaging effect. So we're chanting, we're actually asking the whole body, breathing and listening to it, how the sound will emerge from this throat, and how that sound will resonate through the whole body. Because uh, when you chanting in this way is different from speaking, because we're speaking fundamentally, you're operating the head and the mouth and forming words. With chanting, you're forming sound through the throat, using the abdomen and the chest to moderate the sound. And so that what occurs is the bones and the tissues start to resonate, rather like the wooden body of a guitar. You can pluck a guitar string, but unless you've got this wooden body, you won't get the resonance. So the resonators come from the, not from the strings, or strings do that, but the, the body, the wooden body amplifies the sound. And so this effect of resonance moves through the body to experience that resonance and it encourages the muscles to relax. I emphasize this, though obviously when we're sitting meditation or sitting or walking we always have to use muscles to hold us up, to make us move. A lot of muscle is not about movement, it's about tension. Uh, a lot of it's about expression. We use the face muscles to express things, to express things with our hands, to gesture, gesticulate. It also expresses our emotions. You know. So when we get angry, the muscles tighten up, harden up. We will get relaxed, muscles soften. These are not about functions, these are about carrying emotional messages into our bodies and out into the world. <coughs> so the muscles do that. A lot of our body is just a system of communication, body language. If you're hasty or pushy or gentle or how we move our bodies. And this uh, definitely tune into that with awareness, right? 
the, the feeling of what it's like when the body is hard, aggressive, frightened, it's very uncomfortable. And you don't want to have that when you're trying to uh, deepen your jitta bhavana, your meditation. There's tension and anxiety about getting it right, uh, getting forceful to get results. All these block the free flow of the system. We're not happy, we're not comfortable, and we're, we don't want to do it, really. So, you know, so most of us probably meditate less than we feel we should do when you've got the time because it's not fun clearly it's not light light trivial but it can be deeply enjoyable when you come into harmony with your body your mind your heart working together it's a lovely feeling like swimming which is also something you rather enjoy whole body flowing together then it's whatever the uh, means of the chanting which one can reiterate day after day same means it's not new just need to hit those same meanings remember again and again and again the meaning and the tonality of the meaning so not the chanting rather poetic in the language because it's not just straight (coughs) cold information it's a evocation of something beautiful something brightening something uplifting you want to touch into the tonality of the meanings as well as the tonality of the chanting. When the two come together, you've got something that really lifts the heart and gives a suitable platform, a suitable basis to enter the silence. Clear out the blockages, clear out dullness, clear out the uh, tension. The system opens up, the awareness is then freed from these effects, and we enter the silence in a way we're fully supported by uh, what we've created or what we've released, made possible. So, this is a very good occasion for aspiration, which I'll talk about later. But uh, very important not just to have meditation as something that's kind of just mechanical system you do for half an hour a day, like cleaning your teeth or having your breakfast. Uh, But actually, something where your desire, instead of going out of the craving, becomes one of uh, aspiration, lifting. May, uh, may there be beauty, may there be loving kindness, may there be honesty. You know, just touching into these and lifting oneself to tune in to those meanings and those aspirations. And that's a very important basis for right intention. 
This affects how we are what we call meditating. It's a mixture of all these qualities coming together. We'll go through that in more detail. <coughs> First of all, just the sheer uh, mechanism, if you like, of chanting. So it requires the upper body to be open. And so here the spine plays an important part. The spine carries the weight of the body. So you don't want the weight of the body being carried on your belly. Would it be carried down into your pelvis through the spine? That's what the spine is for. Often with this we recommend just turning the lumbar, putting more energy into the lumbar region of the spine. And with a slight, almost a slight push there, you can feel that it lifts the chest and the chest can open up if your arms are slightly away from the sides of your body. It gives your chest room to open up. And that helps your shoulders to relax. Your shoulders can drop down your back, your shoulder base drop down your back rather than hunch over. Yeah. So this is a you know, guide to, to the value and benefits of skillful posture. Of course the throat has to be open which means the shoulders must be relaxed. So the throat can be open and the head sits on top of the neck not turn forward or tilt upwards. Yeah. So there's your basic frame. And then we begin with taking a long out breath. <coughs> Chanting is always on the out breath, obviously. Then you take it all the way down into the base of your body as low as you can go. You just slightly squeeze it out, the last elements of breath. Wait for the inhalation to come in. Take your time, let it completely fill your chest, sense of expansion <clears throat> as the air pours in through the nose. And here the diaphragm is the engine, not the nostrils. Nostrils are passive, face is passive. So the diaphragm, it's this muscle between the chest and the belly sucks, causes the chest to suck air in through the nose. Abdominal breathing. Breathing, when it's conducted this way, has a calming effect. Whole body breathing, or upper body breathing anyway. Then when we chanting you as you breathe out, you breathe out regularly, steadily and gradually. So a sudden out breath, it's a slow regulated out breath. And you can feel that warm air flowing over your, within your throat, over your vocal cords. 
into the back of the mouth. Just as an experiment, we start with uh, no particular word, but just, um, just noticing how we can adjust our vocal cords. And when we do so, when the breathing flows through the vocal cords and you tighten them up, just noticing how a certain point sound appears. Your attitude is unforced, comfortable, and see, listen to what sound you can make when you have that comfortable state of mind and you regular, steady out breath and slightly adjust your vocal cords to make a sound. That can go for quite a long time, can't it? Mm-hmm. It tails off. <coughs> Listen to the effect, feel the effect of the sound, the sound itself, and the slight vibrations that occur in the body, particularly around the head. the volume. It's what happens if when you make that sound you focus your attention on your forehead as you make the sound. Start off making no sound, then focus on your forehead Notice the tone lifts. When you focus on your forehead, you get stronger resonances occurring in this 
the bones around your head and the temples, the sides of the head. All this is useful because in the head we get the headaches, the tension and sinus congestion. So opening the head is a very helpful piece of uh, breath yoga. So in chanting, we're using just two or three tones, the regular level tone, the high tone, and occasionally the low tone when you sink your attention down into your abdomen. Now, begin with using some words 